Hi friends, welcome, 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 welcome everyone, welcome back if you are old and you are very much welcome here if you are new and if you are listening to me for the very first time, my name is Erica Kinechi Dugro, and I'm always here to learn with you and share insightful content with you as we walk with God towards our personal and spiritual growth. I have a prophetic teaching that I would love to share with you today and also a word of encouragement. I'd like to speak on some of the reasons why we must work to improve our mindsets and one way which we can do this. It's important to note first and foremost that improving the mindset cannot be done without emotional regulation. We cannot begin to truly heal ourselves without prior preparation and discipline. When we choose to manage our reactions to life by realizing our control over everything, this only leads to stress, addictions, it leads us to developing bad habits, which results in health problems. We have to learn to give our worries, our wants and problems to God so that we can put in the work for the calling over our lives. It's bigger than us. So let's begin with diving a bit deeper into why we develop bad habits in our lives in the first place and why they can be so hard, painful and hurtful to let go of. Have you been having trouble kicking a bad habit? It's worth to note that your habit was formed with heavy influence from your environment. Some were indirect and others were invitation. All come from the access to quote-unquote resources from your environment. Whatever your environment provides or sells is the only thing that you are able to purchase. So, If your environment is constantly filled with negativity, you have no choice but to use that as your resource to fuel your desire. Therefore, the development of your habits is based on the influence around you. We all know that our feelings are always changing, which also affects our goals, but why haven't our habits changed? Well, look at it this way. Our initial desire or goal gave us enough motivation to produce the habit, but the pull of the habit is now ingrained in our routine mental function. So if the environment is the one that holds access to resources, it should also be the answer to success through changing it and messing up the old routine. I'll give you an example of how I applied this in my life vulnerable share here but I used to be a heavy smoker not of cigarettes calm down but hookah I remember some years back before I got saved I would go to this particular hookah spot that had the nicest and comfiest cushions and seats and some great hookah flavors as well I would go there to study and smoke hookah while I worked on my computer. Over time, this became a habit. I couldn't function or visit the spot without hookah. It was that bad. 
Over time, I started feeling adverse effects of hookah on my body and my throat. So I went on an intense fast from substances and for a few months after a while, the craving for hookah vanished. But one day, out of nowhere, I felt the urge to go get some hookah. I couldn't stop thinking about it. I was very eager to have a few puffs, but at the same time, I was determined to remain sober and not introduce any external stimulant into my body. I paced around my home, back and forth, and eventually stepped out of my house. I got into my car, drove around for a bit, and stumbled across a pretty coffee shop. So I entered, ordered my coffee, and sat down. I witnessed the vibe. It was different. Lighter. Brighter. The people genuinely looked happy. They smiled and conversed with each other. It simply felt like a breath of fresh air. And although I was seated here and was enjoying the new environment I found myself in, I still knew the hookah spot I usually visited was just around the block. So after spending some time at this coffee shop, I finally got up and went by the hookah spot. I looked around, sat down and started drinking the coffee I purchased from the coffee place I had visited earlier. The vibe was different. The room was darker. It felt heavier. People were seated all by themselves. One of the waiters came by and asked me what I wanted. I told him I was fine and just wanted to do some work on my computer. So I plugged into the Wi-Fi and began working. All of a sudden, I didn't feel the urge to smoke this hookah anymore. The waiter came back and asked me if I would like to have some hookah. I said, no, thank you. And he left. He came back shortly thereafter and said to me, I'm sorry, but the manager insists that in order to be here, you have to spend at least $10 and no outside drinks allowed understood so I said okay I went to my car dropped the coffee I purchased and walked back inside I ordered some tea instead and continued working again the waiter came back and insisted I purchase one of the hookah flavors and again I said no furious I insisted on not smoking any hookah he walked away and didn't come back until I left the hookah spot our brain cannot tell the difference between what is positive or negative, right or wrong. All it knows is obedience. By just expanding your reach to meet new people or to try a different routine, you can learn and understand the framework of how other environments thrive. You will then be able to expand your access to more resources and be creative in your approach to meet your desire without suffering to repeat your bad habit. So what is fasting? When we speak of fasting, we are speaking of abstaining from food or any other fleshly activities for a spiritual discipline. Fasting is a discipline that draws us closer to God. It quiets our flesh so that we can be more in tune with our spirit man. 
It is through fasting that our worship to God can be heightened, strongholds pulled down, and yokes of bondage destroyed. There is a fast that is pleasing to God and another that is not pleasing to Him. The book of Isaiah gives us a clear and concise way that we are to fast. God tells us that if we are fasting according to his way and not the way of man, then burdens will be lifted and people will be set free. According to the book of Isaiah, chapter 58, verses 3 to 9, they say, We fast to show honor to you. Why don't you see us? We starve our bodies to show honor to you. Why don't you notice us? But God says, You do things to please yourselves on those special days of fasting, and you punish your servants, not your own bodies. You are hungry, but not for food, and you are hungry for arguing and fighting, not for bread. You are hungry to hit people with your evil hands. This is not the way to fast if you want your prayers to be heard in heaven. Do you think I want to see people punish their bodies on those days of fasting? Do you think I want people to look sad and bow their heads like dead plants? And do you think I want people to wear mourning clothes and sit in ashes to show their sadness? That is what you do on your days of fasting. Do you think that is what the Lord wants? God continues, I will tell you the kind of day I want. A day to set people free. I want a day that you take the burdens off others and a day when you set troubled people free and you take the burdens from their shoulders. And I want you to share your food with the hungry. I want you to find the poor who don't have homes and bring them into your homes. When you see people who have no clothes, give them your clothes. Don't hide from your relatives when they need help. If you do these things, your light will begin to shine like the light of dawn. Then your wounds will heal. Your goodness will walk in front of you and the glory of the Lord will come following behind you. Then you will call to the Lord and he will answer you. You will cry out to him and he will say, here I am. Stop causing trouble and putting burdens on people. Stop saying things to hurt people or accusing them of things they didn't do. Throughout the Bible, we read about different kinds of fasts that God's people went on to discipline themselves and the flesh. Some of these fasts, like the Daniel fast, was actually more of a diet and way of life, more so than a fast done for a certain time period. So even after the 10 days of fasting, Daniel continued in the healthy eating and did not partake of the king's meat and wine. Let's go over a few fasts in the Bible according to the people who did them. Today, I'll be covering six different fasts and I'll be reading along with you some scriptures that you may want to check out on your own and meditate on. Let's begin this journey of biblical fasting by looking at the Esther fast. Esther fast is done to receive protection from the enemy. According to the book of Esther, 
she and her people fasted to receive the protection of God from the evil one looking to destroy her people. We too can fast and go before God and ask him to protect us from the plots and schemes of Satan. This type of fast requires you to not eat or drink anything for three days and three nights. In the book of Esther chapter 4 verse 16, she says, Go gather together all the Jews who are in Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. I and my attendants will fast as you do. When this is done, I will go to the king, even though it is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. The Daniel fast, this type of fasting, is done for healing and health to the body. It is God's will that we be in good health and that his healing virtues flow continuously throughout our bodies at all times. This type of fast consists of eating only vegetables and water for 10 days. In Daniel chapter 1 verse 12 to 20, he says, Please test your servants for 10 days. Give us nothing but vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then compare our appearance with that of the young men who eat the royal food and treat your servants in accordance with what you see. So he agreed to this and tested them for 10 days. At the end of the 10 days, they looked healthier and better nourished than any of the young men who ate the royal food. So the gods took away their choice food and the wine they were to drink and gave them vegetables instead. To these four young men, God gave knowledge and understanding of all kinds of literature and learning. And Daniel could understand visions and dreams of all kinds. At the end of the time set by the king to bring them into his service, the chief official presented them to Nebuchadnezzar. The king talked with them, and he found none equal to Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. So they entered the king's service. In every matter of wisdom and understanding about which the king questioned them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and enchanters in his whole kingdom. The Disciples Fast The Disciples Fast will help to break those sins that prevent us from serving a complete and disciplined life in Christ. This is a fast that will help with unbelief. During this fast, pray with scriptures that will increase your faith in the Lord. The word says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. As disciples of Christ, we must have freedom to serve the Lord and always be in the place to where the power of God can move through us without sin blocking us and weights holding us down. In Matthew chapter 17 verses 14 to 21, he says, And when they had come to the multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and suffers severely, for he often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? 
How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why would we not cast it out? So Jesus said to them, Because of your unbelief, for assuredly I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. Many believers struggle with certain limitations that they can't seem to overcome, including poverty, sickness, witchcraft, sexual impurity, fear, confusion, and more. True deliverance is possible, and there are spiritual warfare strategies to develop during a season of fasting to claim a life of victory. Be sure to listen to episode 1 and 2 on spiritual warfare and how to do spiritual warfare. Nothing is impossible with God. The Samuel fast is done for revival and to demonstrate true repentance. This is a time to return to the Lord with all of your heart and confess all sin in your life including idolatry and spiritual fornication it is a time to rent your hearts in true humility and return to your first love pray for god's presence and his protection from the enemy over your life this is also a fast coupled with intercession for others in the body of Christ that we may come together as one and be clean without spot or wrinkle. First Samuel chapter 7 verse 3 to 8 says, So Samuel said to all of the Israelites, If you are returning to the Lord with all of your hearts, then rid yourselves of the foreign gods and the Ashtoreths, and commit yourselves to the Lord and serve him only, and he will deliver you out of the hand of the Philistines. So the Israelites put away their Baals and Ashtoreths and served the Lord only. Then Samuel said, Assemble all Israel at Mizpah, and I will intercede with the Lord for you. When they had assembled at Mizpah, they drew water and poured it out before the Lord. On that day they fasted, and there they confessed, We have sinned against the Lord. Now Samuel was serving as leader of Israel at Mizpah. When the Philistines heard that Israel had assembled at Mizpah, the rulers of the Philistines came up to attack them. When the Israelites heard of it, they were afraid because of the Philistines. They said to Samuel, Do not stop crying out to the Lord our God for us, that he may rescue us from the hand of the Philistines. The St. Paul fast. This fast is done when you are asking and seeking the Lord for insight and revelation. There are times when we simply have no idea about our next move to make. 
instead of going ahead of God or moving in the wrong direction, the St. Paul fast is a good fast to go on. During this fast, pray that all the scales of spiritual blindness be removed from your eyes. This is a good fast to do when you are in the midst of decision making and need the Lord God to direct you in your choices and decision making. The book of Acts chapter 9 verse 8 to 20 says, Saul picked himself up off the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he was blind. So his companions led him by the hand to Damascus. He remained there blind for three days and did not eat or drink. Now there was a believer in Damascus named Ananias. The Lord spoke to him in a vision, calling, Ananias. Yes, Lord, he replied. The Lord said, Go over to Straight Street to the house of Judas. When you get there, ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul. He is praying to me right now. I have shown him a vision of a man named Ananias coming in and laying hands on him so he can see again. But Lord, exclaimed Ananias, I've heard many people talk about the terrible things this man has done to the believers in Jerusalem, and he is authorized by the leading priests to arrest everyone who calls upon your name. But the Lord said, Go, for Saul is my chosen instrument to take my message to the Gentiles and to kings, as well as to the people of Israel. And I will show him how much he must suffer for my name's sake. So Ananias went and found Saul. He laid his hands on him and said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road, has sent me to you so that you might regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Instantly, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes, and he regained his sight. Then he got up and was baptized. Afterward, he ate some food and regained his strength. Saul stayed with the believers in Damascus for a few days, and immediately he began preaching about Jesus in the synagogues, saying, He is indeed the Son of God. And so our final fast for today is the Elijah fast. The Elijah fast is done when we want to break the negative habits and emotions in our lives that prevent us from fully serving God. This fast invites the Lord our God into our problems and in the strength of God, we are able to go on into victory. For the sake of time, please go on to read 1 Kings chapter 19 verses 1 to 8. Now, many believers ask the question, if fasting even required of us, is it? The answer is a resounding yes. Fasting is required of us from the Old Testament into the New Testament. Fasting was required in the Old Testament on the Day of Atonement. In the New Testament, we read that even Jesus himself fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. If Jesus committed to fasting, then surely as his disciples, we must do the same. Whenever we read about fasting in the New Testament, it states, When you fast, not if you fast, 
In this prayer and fasting scripture, Jesus tells his disciples that some spirits will only come out by way of fasting and praying. When fasting and prayer are coupled together, they are two powerful weapons in your arsenal that will tear down strongholds and help you to bind strongman spirits that seek to rule your life. This fasting that breaks strongholds and binds the strongman spirits must be a part of our daily spiritual walk with the Lord. We'll go into strongman spirits in another episode, but please know that some spirits can only leave by prayer and fasting. Fasting is used as a tool along with prayer to break the yokes of the enemy and to pull down strongholds that block us from getting to God and what he has for us. When we fast, it is a way for us to honor God and bring our bodies and our minds under subjection to our spirit. Our spirits have been renewed in Christ Jesus and so Fasting is another weapon in our spiritual arsenal to help us in spiritual warfare against the enemy. Let the Holy Spirit lead and direct you into your fasting. The Spirit of the Lord knows all things and will lead you into truth and righteousness, not into religion and bondage. As you seek the Lord in prayer and fasting, he will begin to expose some areas in your life that need to be submitted to him. When we crucify our flesh and surrender our will unto the Lord, He will provide us with the strength we need to endure. As we humble ourselves and seek His perfect will for our lives, we will see God move in our lives as never before. If you are not saved today, and you would like to receive the salvation of Jesus Christ in order to be free from the bondage of sin, you can say this simple prayer right where you are. Heavenly Father, the word says that if I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that you raised Jesus from the dead, then I shall be saved from my sins. Father, I come to you now in your son Jesus' name as I humbly acknowledge that I am a sinner and I must be saved from my sins. I ask that you forgive me of all my sins and I believe that your only begotten son Jesus Christ shed his precious blood for me on the cross at Calvary. I believe Jesus died on the cross and rose again on the third day. As I willingly turn away from the world and from my sins, I ask Jesus to come into my life as Lord and Savior over my life. Wash me, cleanse me, and purify me from all unrighteousness. I receive salvation today in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, God. Amen. Jesus is the only way to the Father. God the Father sent his son Jesus to be the savior of the world for all mankind. Our salvation is made possible because of the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Some people ask, is there a prayer of salvation written in the Bible? Well, the scriptures tell us exactly how we can receive salvation. And the only way is through Jesus Christ. God bless you. I hope this word was a blessing. And if it was, please go on and share with someone who is going to need it. Subscribe if you are new.
you are welcome to join the family. I love and appreciate you for being here. Stay blessed, stay encouraged, and I hope to see you in the next episode by God's special grace.